This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. The real estate market versus the Fed. Now, I've got five things for you, and I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget them here. We're going to be talking about existing home sales slipping a little bit. Pending home sales are sagging. Number two, Fed wants to cool down the market. They specifically said so, which is good. Not not the market, but the housing market specifically. Number three, number four, it looks like there's still a significantly low amount of homes for sale. I'm going to show you that graph. And number five, what's going to be the new normal for the rest of this year as we start seeing the interest rates rise and what's going to happen with real estate? Let's get right into this one. The very first thing I want to share with you is from, not that, it's from the National Association of Realtors existing home sales slip. 2.7% in March. So obviously this is lagging. They don't have the current data, but this is what's going to continually happen slowly throughout the year. It says existing home sales fell for the second straight month in March to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.77 million homes. That's, that's still quite a bit of homes. That the median existing Home sales price rose, which was interesting, to 375000 up 15% from a year ago, which is crazy. Now, let's take a look at this. Pending home sales sag 1.2% in March. Here, I'm, And here you go. This was a little different, though. Check this out. Pending sales rose in the Northeast and fell in other three regions. That's cool. Now, I am going to put a link to this so you can take a look at it. After, but now I want to show you this article. Scroll all the way up to the top. This one's by Reuters. It says the Fed wants to cool the U.S. housing market. Here's what that feels like. And that's kind of crazy because it goes into different examples as to why people want the Fed to do this, to slow down the market. But at the end, as you scroll down, I want to go over something very specific here. It says right here. It says record low inventory over the past couple of years also mean there's there's plenty of pent up demand. So even though the Fed here, let me let me look at you for this one. Even though the Fed is continually going to raise up the rate throughout this year, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. There's still so much demand that it's still driving prices up. So let me show you the end part of this one. It says, meanwhile, data from Realtor Group shows. The share of all cash sales was the largest in nearly eight years in March. Assigned supply is being gobbled up by institutional investors or second home buyers. That means these investors are still actively buying, which is a whole different world, which we'll get into later, and second home buyers as well. So that I thought was really interesting to note. Let me show you the chart that I wanted to talk about. A near record low number of homes are for sale. You see here, as they've gone up, all of a sudden, into this this little gray area right here was a recession, the, the Great Recession, right? And that had a lot of homes there. And then all of a sudden, it started dropping. 
You see, and this is where we are right now. There's a small uptick. This is to show you, just to show you where we're at, that the demand is significantly low. Even if you go back to the 1980s, this is how low, this is how uh, the number of homes on the market is so low, the demand is so high, is what I wanted to say. So don't think that the market is going to crash anytime soon. If anything, as you can see here with these four economists in this article, it says we're seeing real estate markets transition towards a new normal, but what is that, right? And I want to go over that in this specific R. I'm going to expand this one for you because this is the one I highlighted for you. The demand is still high, right? We're seeing real estate markets transition into the new normal. What does that mean? Let's go over this. What will home prices do in the short term? Don't expect home price growth to slow much near term, pro se. And if you go here, bankrate.com analyst, Jeff Ostrowski predicts that because inventories are so low, home prices are likely to keep rising at a double digit year over year pace through May. That's the month we're in everyone, May. Just looking at housing trends, it seems prices will cool a bit, but not significantly. Now, what will home prices do in the longer term? We're talking about towards the end of this year, right? We're gonna go down and Ratiu says that we're seeing real estate market transition towards a new normal. And Ratiu is the, I think he's the uh, economist for realtor.com. And now we go down and say, look, at some point, the cost of buying a home will deter enough buyers to let inventory begin to catch up with demand and bring home price growth back down to earth, but there's plenty of fuel left in the tank as some home shopping season kicks into gear. Because you know what happens in this month? We're in the month here, let me stop sharing with you. Right now, we're in month. We're in the month of May, headed by June and July, which are typically the hottest times that people buy homes. This is when kids are out of school, people are searching to move, and this is why we're going to see still an uptick we're not, we don't know where this will end up, especially after the Fed raises the rate a little bit more in the next couple of days. Will that mean the interest rates go six and a half, closer to seven? I don't know. But what we do know is that prices are going to continue to go up. And I've got one more piece here for you, just so you can see what a great investment real estate is as a whole. Let me see if I can find this for you because it was it was an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal that I found super interesting. It's super short here. Now read this one with me. Let's see if we can increase the, the size of this one just so you can read this with me. And they were responding to this guy named Scott Kaufman. It's a letter he said, he said, hey, look, you should totally invest not in real estate, but in the stock market. And this guy says, no, I think you're wrong on this one because what we want to do is this is right here. My parents bought a house in 1984. And you may need to zoom in because I can't zoom into this one. My parents bought a house in 1984 for $325,000 with 10% down. It has more than quadrupled in value. Yes, the S&P 500 is up 2,200% since then. But since the subsequent expenses were no more than rent, right? It's no more than rent. The profits on the small down payment are approximately 45 times or double the S&P return. Perhaps dividends bring the relative profit closely into line. And I want to end with that because 
I think we forget that long-term real estate is an amazing investment. It forces us to save this equity in our homes and it's continually going to grow over a long period of time. So don't ever forget that it's forcing you to save and typically homes go up in price in a longer term. So know that that's going to happen. My dogs are calling me. Hope you have a great Monday and I'll keep on doing this. Do me a favor and subscribe and add any comments that you want. Anything that I missed, let me know.